0: What's your name? Angela. Where are you from? I'm from Dover, Massachusetts. What did your parents do?
1: My mom is a professor and my dad does software engineering. What year are you? I'm a 17. What's your address on campus? I live in McLaughlin. <laughs> uh, what's your major? I'm a government major. What extracurriculars do you do on campus? I'm in women in business and I'm a UGA. And what are you planning to do after college? TBD, I'll let you know. <laughs> okay. Um, what do you know about corporate recruiting? Oh, I lo- know a lot about corporate recruiting. <laughs> I've done it... Twice formally. Okay. What does it mean to formally do corporate recruiting? So, to me, it means going through the formal process of like Dartboard corporate recruiting, where companies come to campus, do info sessions, and you uh, do resume drops on Dartboard. And then you go through the on-campus um, interview process. Have you or anyone you know been involved
0: in corporate recruiting? Oh, well,
1: <laughs> yes, me <laughs> and I know also a lot of other people who have been doing that. How did you get involved in recruiting? I Well, first, I was a member of Women in Business, and I first learned about corporate recruiting through mentors that I had met who were upper-class women my freshman, sophomore year, and then I went through the formal process for the first time, sophomore, summer.
0: um Like, what did you do, and how did you prepare for networking?
1: So, being in Women in Business is really easy to prepare for networking, because we had info sessions about it, and... Um, the upper class women in women in business were willing to help us out and like basically um, through the process of learning about networking and like having the support of upper class women I was able then to like reach out to alumni through the alumni network or like just cold call people.
0: And what kind of etiquette do you think that you use when you're networking? Like,
1: I think in general I try to be like conscious of people's time and also try, do my best to be professional so in terms of like reaching out to people just like first like try to make that connection in a, as professional way as possible cool. so what
0: were info sessions like for you if you would
1: they were rough <laughs> it's, it's kind of overwhelming to get a lot of information like thrown at you and a little bit overwhelming that all of them sound essentially the same within the same industry for across companies and like having groups of people like surrounding professionals and trying to like get to know them it's kind of hard to have a real conversation or like a normal conversation like face to face
0: um so how do you think like these kinds of conversations differ from just regular conversations like what goes through your head like what you're thinking about that
1: <laughs> well I feel like there are more barriers to open conversation in networking conversation because you know you're, I think both sides have goals and like from a recruiter's perspective or from like a professional's perspective, they're like just there to like try to find the best people who might be fit for the role or like to try to tell people about the company. But from your perspective, there's kind of like that underlying tension that like you're probably there because you want an internship or a job. <laughs> Did you follow
0: up with these kind of conversations? And, like, why did you do that? Is there, like, implicit etiquette?
1: So, in terms of, like, etiquette and following up during networking conversations informally, like, for the ones that I have reached out personally through the alumni network, like, I almost always followed up within a day because I knew that, like, those people were taking time out of their, like, busy days to, like, talk to me on a one-on-one basis. In terms of like group info sessions, I never really felt a need to follow up unless I like was really interested in having a more personal conversation. So in terms of like the way I did that is if I felt like there was someone who was really interesting and I didn't get a chance to connect with them since there were just large groups of people, I'd ask them for a business card or an email and then I would follow up with them to schedule a more personal conversation. And what were your interviews like? So it's a wide range of interviews in terms of like depending on what type of role I was interviewing for And what um, industry it was in Like there's a balance between like behavioral interviews Where they just like you have to talk about yourself (laughs) and your experiences As well as like technical interviews or like case interviews So it really depended on like what role I was interviewing for
0: what did you wear and why?
1: So, in terms of what I wore, I tried to be as, like, conservative and, like, business formal as possible. So, like, um, jacket, pencil skirt, like, dark and navy colors, mm-hmm. like, nothing low cut, like, made sure my heels weren't too high. <laughs> and, like, nothing that would make me stand out in terms of the way i dressed. Um...
0: What did you, like, expect from an interview?
1: So, I usually expected to, like, have people ask me questions about why I was interested in the company, why I was interested in the role, like, what I thought my strengths were, and, like, questions that tried to get at whether I'd be a good fit for the company. Um, Or on the other side, like, for more technical interviews, um, thinking about, like, if I had some baseline knowledge or, like the time to study for them. Do you have any, like, anecdotes about any brain teasers or horror stories you might have experienced? Or conversely, good things, you know? <laughs> Let me think about this one. <laughs> I could go on. <laughs> um, I usually didn't get any brain teasers that were, like, super unpredictable just like normal brain teasers like how many school buses run on an average day in America that one was like kind of tough but like um, I don't know I feel like in terms of harder questions recently I had someone ask me if I could do Dartmouth all over again what would I do differently (laughs) or um, I also got a question of like what types of people do you work best with and what types of people do not work well with Mm -hmm. and that was kind of tough because like they were asking me for like qualities that weren't the opposite of what I said (laughs) and that was yeah that was a little bit rough. (laughs) Do
0: you think that like corporate recruiting like changed your driving
1: experience? Like I don't know. I think in terms of the impact on my Dartmouth experience, it definitely was a huge time suck in that, like, I never really knew what I wanted to do. So my philosophy was, like, apply to as many things as possible and, like, see where that gets me. But it, like, really forced me to think about time management in that, like, I was spending a lot of time prepping for interviews or, like, um, going to interviews. And, like, having to balance that with, like, academics or, like, other things I do on campus is, was a little bit as well as, like, I actually met some of my pretty good friends through, like, bonding over, like, prepping for interviews together, like, working through cases.
0: So do you think that you would view kind of corporate recruiting or the process as, like, a rite of passage for Dartmouth students? Like, do you feel like it, like, made you feel, like, more ready for the real world?
1: I don't know if it was a rite of passage. I feel like, I also don't know if it made me more ready for the career world. I feel like it's one way and a common way to find career i also think it's a myth that everyone gets a job through corporate recruiting because a lot of people don't and so i think that's one thing i wish i knew um but i think it is helpful if that's the way you want to get a job awesome (laughs) thanks so much